Real Bad is part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. If you want to explore more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, head over to cageclub.me and check out some of our friends. Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. I am your host, Nick Jenkins. Today I'm joined by three friends. We have Sam and Rachel from the podcast Real Love. Hello, guys. Hello. How are you guys doing? Good. Hey. How are you? Excellent. I'm doing fine. I'm very tired. It's a Friday. Me too. Yeah. Yes. It smells so smoky and my brain doesn't work. No. Yeah. I'm not sleeping well because of the smoke. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. all terrible. Anyway. Yeah. We're, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we're also joined by another person with a podcast. It is Matthew Gatos from I Love It. Hello. Hi. That's all I got. Yes. <laughs> I also don't like the smoke and am tired. It has been a week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really has. But that being said, I want you all to journey with me as as we take a trip into what is the worst decade for superhero movies, <laughs> and that is the 1990s, mm. where we were going to watch, where we watched... One of, if not the, but one of the worst superhero movies from the nineties. Oh, Ooh, there are worse. from the nineties. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. No, I'm not. Movie, I don't. But... I don't think it's the worst. No. I think it is one of the worst, though. Not... But it is. But but we all have some interesting opinions on it. So we watched the Shaquille O'Neal film Steel. <laughs> this was Rachel's pick. And Sam. Yeah. And Sam, okay. We combined We negotiated. Our... It was a joint pick. She was taking yeah. too long. I had to pick. <laughs> no, I... Uh, whatever. <laughs> I can't believe I'd never seen this. Uh, me either. First of all, because like I've seen a lot of bad 90s superhero movies. And this one had a good ad, like not a good ad campaign in terms of quality, but I knew this movie was coming out. It was like on TV a lot. Had none of you guys seen this before? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh. Had okay. you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, I watched it probably... When I when it came out, which I would have been like nine, ten, yeah. Uh, but I did not even re- watching it again. I was like, okay, I remember what Shaq looked like in this movie in his <laughs> outfit. That's about it. I think it was probably one of the first experiences. I don't know this for sure, but I would guess it's one of the first experiences I had where I saw a trailer and thought that doesn't look very good. I don't want to <laughs> see that at all. Ten year old Sam's like, mm, no thanks, <laughs> not for me. Yeah. I was in the theater. I saw. I was in the theater. For another one of the worst superhero movies of the 1990s that I want to do on this podcast, uh-huh. Spawn. I was in the theater for Spawn, and this trailer came up, and I was with a friend of mine, Justin Snell, if you're listening. <laughs> and the trailer for this ended, and both of us looked at each other like, whoa. <laughs> and he said, yeah, now it's time for a real superhero movie. <laughs> and then we were treated to this piece of shit that is Spawn. It was like, it, it, so it was just a bad day at the movies. Yeah. At least Spawn, like, I mean, we'll talk about Spawn sometime on this podcast, but the difference between those two movies is Spawn goes all in on being a Spawn movie. Yes. In the worst ways. Yeah. But it tries really, really hard to be something. Whereas I feel like Steel didn't try much at all. I feel like Spawn is easier to explain why it's bad than Steel. Mm. Steel, there's a lot of things happening in Steel that we want to talk about. But with Spawn, it was like you had filmmakers who didn't know what they were doing and CG was not ready for that level of... <laughs> of cape. <laughs> of cape. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> Very good point. But before we get too far into this, we have to do a 60-second plot dump and that person is going to be Sam. Oh, 
goodness. I haven't done one for a long time. <laughs> That's <laughs> why. It wasn't me. <laughs> That's why I chose you okay, this time. I was time. thinking about this. I was so. prepared, but I still didn't want to. Because like, typing out this plot, I was like, oh, this, I don't know what to say about it. Typing it <laughs> it out. came out it's to 30 che- seconds. That's a cheat. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> All right. The plot dump for 1997's Steel in three, two, one. All right, John Henry Irons is a uh, weapons maker for the military. Alloy maker. An alloy maker. Oh, okay, so he and two of his friends, lady friend and bad guy Sparks. friends. Sparks. all work together to make weapons for the military. One day they're showing a weapon to a senator or something like that. Bad guy friend turns it up all the way, shoots a building, and blows everybody up and crushes Sparks and breaks her legs. He gets kicked out. Bad guy friend gets kicked out of the military, goes to L.A., I guess. I don't know where they were before, but goes to L.A. and starts an underground weapons manufacturing ring. John Henry Irons also happened to move to L.A. and catches wind of this uh, and then decides to work with his friend Sparks, who he goes and breaks out of the veterans hospital. uh, And they build him a suit so he can battle this like sonic energy weapon that bad guy friend is making. And then he does. And that's it. He becomes <laughs> the superhero Steel and then saves the day. That is yeah. true. Good job. Wow. I did not think you were going to make it through that. There's not really a lot of plot. There's like, not. Right like There's you like, set up the, the backstory and then and then the thing happens. Yeah. Yeah. He goes and jumps on roofs for a while and then he's like, I guess I'll stop the bad guy now. And then he does it. Even though he knows who the bad guy is the whole time, right? Yeah. There's like. There's a lot of confusion about that story being an actual story yeah it's not it's not (laughs) that's the biggest thing right like there's not a lot of story here no no it's it's like here are the thing you have bad guy Mm -hmm. clearly from moment one is bad guy yeah when he turns the laser up to 11 yeah yeah (laughs) that's what it says in my notes (laughs) (laughs) and uh you have classic like first night on the job as a superhero you screw it up somehow and like run from the cops except that is the whole movie yeah. And then, yeah. yeah it seems like the biggest conflict is him getting away from the cops yeah and I don't even remember how he ends up they, with the bad guys like oh I don't either like at the end yeah how, how does, does he, he end up there base? there's a uh, they look on the internet oh, on the dark right. web the internet. Yeah. and it's they realize the no it's just the regular web <laughs> they just it's have like a regular weapon auction.com <laughs> yeah. and oh, they find right. out yeah. they find out there's like a big weapons auction because uh, <laughs> oh, I guess extrapolating right. on the plot is that the reason the Judd Nelson plays the bad guy Burke yeah. uh, who's trying to make these weapons and sell them to gangs of people. All over the world. Yeah. yeah. And so there's French people, Spanish people, and Nazi people who want to buy his weapons. Uh-huh. Uh, and so he hosts a big auction for them. Yeah. And that the auction is where Steel... And he advertises it on the internet? Yeah. Well, it's right. a it's a twofer thing. He does the, the... That's on the internet, but then he sends a bunch of footage... Right. ...that they captured... Of one of their bank break-ins. They robbed the Federal Reserve in yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah. And they send a bunch of the footage to the news. Yes. And the news plays it. Yeah. Right. And then the everybody, every All the bad, bad guys, guys around the world are watching TV. They're like, to be, yes, yeah. I must have these weapons. Yeah. And and they all are on like phones going, yes, well, how do I get these weapons? And uh-huh. then then he goes on to the internet. She, Steel goes on to the internet and finds this 
place and he goes and they have their their showdown and it is I think Sparks probably helps him go on oh, the internet. Sparks is I don't the think most he competent knows. person I don't think yeah, he knows how to go on the internet. No, you are right. Sparks is the most competent person played played by Anna Beth Gish, Annabelle Gish. Oh god, now I got to look that up. Uh but she is probably most well known for being uh Reyes in the X-Files in the last couple seasons in their original run when she was partnered with uh T2. Um Robert Patrick? Yeah, Robert Patrick. <laughs> that was Robert Patrick? Yeah, dog it. Oh. It was uh, Robert Patrick. I originally heard that, uh, this, I'm not talking about steel, but you know, I, I had heard that. Sorry, I think we covered it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Thanks done. for listening. Um, now, uh, Robert Patrick, that part was, I think originally Bruce Campbell was up for that part. Whoa. That would have been. That would have been weird. Yeah. Huh. I kind of like it. I would have liked that more, I think. <laughs> um, I can't even picture it. I can't either. Huh. So give it to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to know. Uh, but she, she is really good uh, yeah, in great. what little she does in this movie. Mm-hmm. Also, I want to correct you. I don't think it broke her legs. I think it broke her back. Oh, sure. Because yeah, she's course. paralyzed. Because she's paralyzed. Now. Right. Yeah. Because at the hospital, he says, someday you're going to walk again. And then the and doctor then the, looks at him. Nope, like, nope. It was a nurse. Oh, the yeah. nurse. Because she was just like. <laughs> she shaked her head like, ooh, not gonna happen. <laughs> ooh, don't do that. Which yeah. is like the, the worst bedside manner ever. Yeah, yeah I don't think like, she's legally probably allowed no. to even tell yeah, him that. Exactly. That's why I thought it was so weird that <laughs> yeah. like this random nurse who walks in like was divulging. like, no, yeah. definitely yeah. not. Like you wish. Yeah. But the, the two the two scenes that stick out to me the most in the movie are her in the veterans hospital when she's like looking out the grimy window so sad and then he like punches the window open and like steals her and steals her he kidnaps while her. everybody applauds it makes no sense it's a very weird scene so- i think this whole movie just suffers from not being common sense and like making choices that don't make sense at all and there's yeah. so many and it's like well you can't nitpick the movie but everything is so obviously nitpick worthy that yeah. it's like it doesn't land in the realm of feeling real right i i agree yet it seems because if we if we look at this in terms of the 90s like the other big superhero stuff happening in the 90s really was the batman stuff mm-hmm. and that did not look like reality. Mm-mm. But this movie is right. clearly taking place in our reality. Right. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it uh it but it doesn't it does nothing to build that world at all. Like in this world there are like five people who exist yeah. <laughs> in Los Angeles and they all know Shaq. They're also clearly at Los Angeles in the beginning when yes. they're on the when they're on the army base. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That tank is clearly like in the Hollywood Hills yeah. somewhere. <laughs> and then yeah. They but, just they fly on a plane over the mountain to the yeah, other side of LA. LA. <laughs> uh, it 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 is such a nitpickable movie. You're right. Like the every scene you're you're just like, "Well, wait a minute." And then yeah. the next scene happens, and you're like, "Oh, well, wait a minute." And then the next scene happens and you're like, "Well, wait a minute." I don't know. I kind of feel like it did feel kind of real because also one of the biggest problems he has in the whole movie is just like his leg falls off. Like his leg armor falls off and he's just like carrying it around. So he's just like. <laughs> that was a good part. He feels so much like one of those like real life superheroes, you know, like the people who just dress up in like the foam thing and they go do like safety presentations at school mm-hmm. or they like pay people's parking tickets or something. <laughs> he just seemed like that kind of dude. He was just a dude in a foam suit with a grappling hook. But it, so in that respect, it did feel kind of like low stakes, really slow, really boring. Like this could happen. 
Shaq could decide to be a superhero, and this is probably about how it would go. <laughs> but I almost feel like there's like a better version of that. And now I'm not the biggest fan of Kick Ass, but mm-hmm. that's what Kick Ass is. Like, right. Kick Ass is about this kid who just decides he wants to like fight crime in a super suit mm-hmm. and then like the like if it's going to be about that then it you should make it about that you should make it about where he like meets a person who's actually right. a superhero and is like you bought your suits and your things with your credit card how stupid can you be like things like that right and so i think that like it's giving them too much credit to say like oh shaquille is just being a normal guy trying to be a superhero well and that's because, what the movie was about. Well, he's also kind of super strong before yeah. he becomes Steel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Steel is not supposed to have any powers. Right, he's, he's just very large. Yeah, he's just a, a large man. Shaq is. But like Shaq, like tears like a gate off of a fence, uh-huh. like with little effort. Oh god! Before he even becomes Steel, well, he yeah. lifts a goddamn wall off of sparks. I'll chalk that up to like adrenaline, that like adrenaline. that mom lifting a car off her kid type thing, but. The, that looked real. That looked like count. it was a real wall. Yeah. They just like he like they tricked him. And he's like, oh no, no. <laughs> she's really under there. <laughs> Senator, what? and well, they're like, keep rolling, die, keep but... rolling. <laughs> Did so, yeah. After that happens, uh, so Sparks is injured and gets goes to the VA hospital, uh, and then Shaq. Burke, well, Burke is kicked out of the military. Mm-hmm. Shaq just quits the military? Yeah. I didn't know you could do that. That's, That's what, what I, was, I thought. Okay, so Sam, after that happened, I was like, you can't just quit yeah. the military. But Sam was like... Maybe he's like a he's a, not an enlisted guy. He's, he's like, like a career a, military dude. Well, I don't so think yeah. you, can, you can. Well, one, he know. seems pretty young. Yeah. And two, oh, yeah. he's like in normal fatigues. He's not in like a, an officer's uniform. Right. So they I think him, he's... I think that, that he had a higher ranking. I think he's lieutenant. So is he that an, probably... Is that a, he probably just like had already done his four years and then was Maybe. like in it for. Nobody knows less about the military than me. Than any of than the four people in this room, <laughs> actually. So I don't know. Rachel sounds like she knows what's going on. I have no idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I well, you that... can you can sign up for four years and then you could sign up for another two years if you right. want. Right, you can reenlist. But I would assume he went to military academy and was like a, yes. But I do like think that there is still a man. like. He probably couldn't just decide to quit. No, no, I don't think you can just say, hey, tomorrow, not coming in, army. I also <laughs> don't think that they would just let the bad guy go. Well, these people a senator. All know, these people yeah. all know experimental weapon system design. Well, he gets there's a court scene. Yeah, what but... What happens? He doesn't go hmm. to jail, though. No, That's he good... doesn't go to jail. What? He's I can't a... remember half of this movie. I'm realizing I... now that like there definitely is a court scene where Shaq testifies against. Oh yeah, no, it's a court martial. Like yeah. he just doesn't. He just. Doesn't but they go even to jail. say he got suspended. They don't say he got court martialed. Well, no, they say something like he's lucky he didn't go to jail, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's all they say. Yeah, so he probably got a dishonorable discharge. Yeah. Right. Oh God, I'm just making this shit up as I go. That's true, that. though. That's, that's right. a real I've, thing. I've heard this. But he killed a person. He did kill a person. <laughs> a and, senator. Like, Shaq was there and testified that yes, he killed Here this is person. What happened. <laughs> Which was the height of his acting. I agree. I, uh, yes, he's very intense. He's, he's very intense in that scene. Yeah, because yeah. we got to talk about the fact that he is really not good in this movie. He's very bad. Uh-uh. Now I've seen him in a couple other things. Uh, not much, but I saw him in Blue Chips. Have you seen Kazam? Uh, no, oh, okay. but <laughs> but I saw him in Blue Chips, and he has a small part uh, where he plays opposite Nick Nick Nolte. 
Um, Isn't he basically playing himself? Yeah, in that movie. But yeah. still, like he's he's charming, and you know, in his very little part, like I I thought he was he was quite good, and maybe it was just a better director. I don't know. But and I've also I haven't seen that in probably ten or fifteen years, so it's been a while. But. It, 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 he he was like remarkably bad in this movie. Yeah, I would say he's still charming. Though. I would not. Oh really? No, no. Very few points <laughs> I that I feel was, like. I think he was kind of charming, just because he, he like just as much as he couldn't help but like grin after every line. Sam, I couldn't help but grin. But after smile for Shaq. <laughs> he looked like he was having so much fun. Sam, this isn't going to translate because this is an audio format, but <laughs> Sam does the best impression <laughs> of of Shaquille O'Neal in Steel. Wow, that all rhymes. Um, <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal in Steel. <laughs> uh, I bet Don LaFontaine loved saying that. I don't know who that is. <laughs> is that what? the movie trailer guy? That's the inner world. Oh, that guy. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shaquille O'Neal is Steel. <laughs> Not in is, is. is yeah good point yeah. i mean he is in steel he's encased in steel that's true so Whoa. but, but sam does the best impression of shack in this movie <laughs> of just like saying his line and then smile do it uh, i did it yep there it is <laughs> after every line it doesn't it's matter so, what it is he just smiles yeah especially like the scenes he has with the little kid or with the grandma lady i don't know who she it's, is it's is his that his grandma mom? no his it's his grandma, grandma. it's him that kid's and his brother yeah, that, those two are brothers. Okay. And that is their grandma. Right. Okay. So they introduce a family for him. And then a couple scenes later, they don't ever go back to them really. And then they introduce a new guy who's like maybe related to him too. Uncle Joe. Who is Shaft? Is Uncle oh, Joe yeah. his real uncle? He, mm, that's a good question. I think he might just be one of those guys that gets called Uncle Joe. But he uh, does seem. He does say everyone calls me Uncle Joe. So oh, man. we're talking about this is Richard Roundtree, yeah. who was Shaft in the 70s. And they don't let you forget that. No, they do not. Because <laughs> in oh this my movie, God. there's a terrible joke where Steel gets his hammer and Richard Roundtree says, I like the shaft. And you're like, that's and, you. But also then, Sparks and Steel look at each look other. Look at him laugh. Like, They're like, like, come they on. They look at each other like, what? Like, come on, Uncle Joe. <laughs> yeah. But if like, see, I didn't realize that at first. And so people old, like younger than me who like decide to watch this for some <laughs> odd reason are going to be like, why is he like the dick? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's the dick thing. joke. I that's know a weird he's dick joke. I know he's shaft. And when he said my favorite part's the shaft, I was like, is this a dick joke? I don't understand. Yeah. Like, yeah. are they trying to imply that like, okay, Uncle Joe just came out? Like, like, I don't, I don't get it. You can like dick. It's fine. Yeah. I just, but I, I, I. I was still like, oh, he's Shaft. I forgot. And that was a terrible way to make a reference to that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, they could have had a shut say, your mouth. Did the, he like say they, I yeah. couldn't help it? He, there's a there's moment. something. It very, yeah, I think he does. Like, it's very weird because... Because he's, he's the actor. He's basically like playing somebody who's in a movie as the yes. actor who plays Shaft. Yes. But like, yeah. in universe, he got sucked into the world yes. of Shaft. It's like he's he like, is Richard Roundtree, but yeah. everyone calls him Uncle Joe. Oh, <laughs> I want to see a movie where that happens to a bunch of people. Like that would be my, wow, that would be a great last action hero yeah. type uh, movie where they're like, well, this is Richard Roundtree and everybody, like he knows who he is <laughs> as an actor, but he has to play this part. It's a reverse last yeah, action hero. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I've always wanted that. Two of the, Julia Roberts' terrible thing in, what is it, Ocean's 12? Ocean's, yeah. where she plays Julia a Roberts. lady who looks like Julia Roberts. <sighs> Don't yeah. get me started. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have to admit right now, I have never seen all of any of the Ocean's movies. Oh, I haven't either, except <laughs> Ocean's 8. I wanted to see Ocean's 8 real bad because like, I love that whole cast. Yeah. Uh, on the Richard Roundtree branch, Tree? branch yeah. of this um, new branch <laughs> uh, of things that don't really make sense in this sort of meta way, uh-huh. Shaq is a person who personally, I've watched his MTV Cribs, he is obsessed <laughs> with Superman. He right. really, he's like, yeah. he that had, tattoo is real. Yes. He has a Cadillac Escalade that has like a big S on it. He has, da, da, da. but he also has a tattoo on his arm with a Superman logo that says Man of Steel. And, oh, uh, what? They mention it in the movie. What's your question? The fact that like, okay, so this is a DC so, superhero movie. Right. So is this a chicken or the egg kind of question? Is kind that what of, you're thinking? Like, is this, is the, is John Henry Irons a fan of the comic book Superman. Okay, so Rachel was saying earlier that, um, like, if you just want to make him a dude, you have to say, like, you have to go all in with him just being a dude on the street. And I feel like a lot of the problem is that this removes him completely from any kind of context of the character Steel, which is a really complicated character to make a movie out of because he just comes straight out of the death of Superman. So it's like he's already so tied up in somebody else's, like, death story his origin story is like the end of another character's like 50 year run but then without that he's kind of not he's not not anything when you say death of a superhero do you mean like that's when the run of when super when superman dies yeah when superman died around the same time steel it's because of his death yeah there were four fake supermen who came out of superman's death yeah the reign of the superman yeah there was cyborg superman the kid Superman, Superboy, Superboy, <laughs> will Steel, Steel, and the robot who was a weird robot guy. Remember, not with like cyborg. yeah, not Cyborg, not no, Cyborg it, Superman, but another. Yeah, cyborg it was Superman. another. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Steel was the only good one. <laughs> yeah, and he was he was just trying to live Superman's like what Superman meant to the world. Yeah. So he put on this suit of steel and became a superhero in honor of Superman. It's powered armor. Yeah, he's yeah. Iron Man. He yeah. is, and this brings me to the point of like what really disappointed me about this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's unfair. I understand it's unfair to compare it to something that came a decade later. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get that. I know it's not fair to say, "Well, look what Iron Man did," because nobody thought you could do that. Right. Like, and I mean, we did. We also didn't have the effects back then. Even if you had a budget, this had a sixteen million dollar budget, mm-hmm. which is still a little surprising to me. That seems low. For a Shaquille O'Neal movie in 97? Yeah, I guess so. I just, I don't know. It just feels low. It didn't seem like they had a lot left over for anything but paying Shaquille O'Neal, maybe. Maybe that's it? That's what maybe it is, because I feel like he, I don't know that he would have garnered that much of a salary to act. Like, I feel like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. He would have been a big name. He, they well, would have thought that kids would go to see We the movie were just him. talking about that. He had just come off of winning gold at the Olympics. Well, I thought yeah. he was competing in the Olympics when this was. Yeah, like he was. He was, he he was his memorizing lines his lines during the Olympics. I think is what right. it said. Oh, so he had just won right before the movie came out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think he was fresh off the Olympics. So he probably. I mean, everybody knew him. He was like, I grew up in L.A. He was a Laker. Mm-hmm. So like. Everybody knew Shaquille O'Neal in LA, at least. Yeah. Well, and then at that time, uh, he was on the Magic, and I was a big fan of the Magic when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I don't know. Uh, Where are they from? Orlando. Ah. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah. Uh, Nebraska. Uh, 
<laughs> it's wonderful this time of year. Yeah. Um, but I have, like, I was all in on the shack thing, which is probably the reason I saw this movie when I was a kid. Like, I, was, I have a shack Christmas ornament that still goes on my tree every year. <laughs> wow. Uh, and yeah. I asked Devin about that. <laughs> yeah. No, there's like, she has her ornaments, I have my ornaments. <laughs> um, hers are normal. Um, uh, so, I, yeah, I get that, like, all in on Shaq thing. Like, I think there definitely was an audience for him. I just don't know how much negotiating power a non-actor has. I mean, they can, they can have a lot. It, I, it depends. Yeah. It, it depends. It depends on who his agent was. It depends. There's a lot there. Yeah. And he wasn't an unknown actor. He had done a couple things. So he was definitely putting his foot in there. My, my weirdness is also like, yeah, everybody knew who Shaq was. I know who Shaq was. When I was a kid, I didn't watch any sport at all. Mm-hmm. But I knew who Shaquille O'Neal was. I knew who Michael Jordan was. I knew who the Bulls were. I knew who the Lakers were. Yeah. You, you couldn't give me this same quiz on baseball or football. Like, yeah. I couldn't tell you anything about any of them. But I could tell you who Michael Jordan was, who he played for, who Shaquille O'Neal, who, who Shaquille O'Neal was, who he played for, mm-hmm. and then, like, Larry Bird, and maybe... Who's the guy with the crazy hair? Dennis Rodman. Yes, Dennis Rodman. And then Dennis Rodman, God help us. Uh, there will like be a, a future star out in real bad. Yeah. <laughs> what was he in? Oh, he was in Double Impact for double starters. Team. Oh, oh, Double Team. With Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Oh, right. Double okay. Impact was where he was brothers was Jean-Claude, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Van Damme. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, but going back to talking about Iron Man, uh-huh. um, this is DC's Iron Man. And it is interesting me interesting to me to look at this film through that lens mm-hmm. and see like how, like this movie isn't close to being as good as Iron Man, okay? It's not, <laughs> it's not that, uh, but okay. just to look at all of the pieces that were there uh-huh. that are in this movie, like, it's so close to be just like a few more drafts and a more competent director mm-hmm. and maybe a different lead. And a lot and more y- money, probably. I mean, maybe, yeah. But at the same time, like, what if Superman was existing in this world? Like, you have the start. Because, like, nobody knew who Iron Man was mm-hmm. before that movie, really. Like, you had people who were fans of the comics, and he'd been around for a long time. Right. But when you say it was that time before the Marvel Cinematic Universe took off, most of the characters that everyone knows and loves now did not have a big following. No. Like, when you say, like, they're going to make an Iron Man movie, people are like, oh, okay, why? What about, like, what about the X-Men? Can we get some more of those? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, this movie, like, you could have made an Iron Man version of Steel where it's like he's saved by Superman at some point or we do witness the death of Superman. Because even at that time, they were thinking about doing a death of Superman movie. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you could have... Just with a little bit of direction, just a little bit, you could have angled this into, this is how we're going to start a DC Cinematic Universe. All this stuff is happening around this guy who is Steel, who is doing the best he can at inner cities because nobody else is doing stuff for the inner cities. Bring in Dean Cain. Sure. He was the Superman of the time. 97? Was Um, that? No. Yeah, right? Was that from the... TV show, yeah, You've from been... Lois and Clark. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been crazy, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the romantic comedy TV show Superman dies in the <laughs> <laughs> and inspires Shaquille it's O'Neal. A tragedy now. <laughs> yeah. you know? uh, well, I was just trying to think of like there, there's a big dry spell of Superman movies. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I was like, well, who was Superman in the '90s? And there's only TV version. Yeah. So I think the biggest impediment to what you were saying is that they probably could not have given less of a shit. Yes, that is also is my true. guess. Oh, like, like now, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> I just mean like 
they didn't think that the value of these characters probably was that they existed in a shared universe is my guess like that... oh no and i and i can't i honestly at that point can't blame them yeah like cuz they'd never there was no precedent for right. that so i i'm this it, so it's not really me being a detractor against steel mm-hmm. as much as it's saying i feel like it's a shame cuz i can see like just with a little bit more work, you could have done something kind of special. Yeah, and this part of, it's like kind of this weird gray area of 90s superhero movies, and even early 2000s superhero movies like Ghost Rider, where it's just like, why did you make, <laughs> why did you make this? Why? What, what was the, what and they were don't, you going for? And they don't look into the lore past. No. He's a guy yeah. with a flaming skull rides a motorcycle. That's mm-hmm. our superhero. And yes. this is a uh, a tall guy in a, our suit of armor. Yeah. Done. We're not going to adapt any of his story arcs. We're not going to, like, figure out who he or his supporting characters are. He is a guy in armor. That's it. He is a skull-faced motorcycle yeah. man. Okay. And the draw is Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. And it's kind of how they handled, uh, with some respects, Batman, but, like, everyone around Batman in the 90s movies. Like, yeah. all the villains yeah. are, are handled horribly in those movies. Yeah. And... I mean, again, this can always go back to the conversation of, like, is this more material important? Uh, but right. it, some of the biggest, baddest villains in the 90s, like, uh, superhero runs are, like, just jokes in the Batman movies. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of Bane, specifically. Oh, God. Oh, but, yeah. like, yeah. Uh, that's kind of how I think the studios just looked at them. Like, they... The the integrity of it didn't matter mm-hmm. if it sold tickets. Yeah. Right. And it feels like there was this weird snowball effect from, I love the old 60s Batman, but I think that it kind of poisoned the well in some weird it did. ways. It definitely and then, did. And then that rolls all the way to like the Batman 89, is that when it came out? Mm-hmm. That is a f- perfectly fine movie, but that also like poisoned I'm the well. sorry, in- what? I'm well, it side. also it also poisoned the well in a lot of weird ways because it did do like the the it's cool not to follow the source material totally. Or what like, if Batman's just a murderer? What if he just kills people? Yeah. What if he's <laughs> what just if super we put dark? Machine guns on his car. <laughs> yeah. So and those bombs. two things. So those two things I feel like were informing movies, superhero movies, way more than comic books did. And yeah. It kind of made it feel more like, like a weird adaptation of Batman in a way or like it's like a what if almost well I mean yeah. we're also pulling from source material that was created when the comic code existed and you couldn't kill people so our superheroes weren't allowed to kill people yeah so but... like the adaptations are clearly going to take advantage of that I think of like oh well we don't have a comic code for our movie that's true they like, do have ratings though. right but there's no like system in place of like we won't release this if Batman kills a dude um, oh no, murder's fine. Yeah, like you can show all kinds of like the carnage in the Matrix, and mm-hmm. I believe that first Matrix was a PG or PG thirteen, and like the absolute carnage that's in that yeah. movie is it'll blow your mind. He kills a lot of policemen. There's a lot of people <laughs> getting murdered in that, and it, so but then you compare that with you know especially in the US the problems that we have with our rating system is more it's like oh is there a bad word or nudity oh no then children can't see it but yeah. we'll allow them to see all of this horrific violence uh-huh. and so i mean and that's another discussion to have but it's something that gets under my skin the, does, in, the go ahead i was going to say does anyone besides the senator die in this movie uh <sighs> yeah the arms dealer 
he the when Burke takes over the arms dealer's business, he shoots the arms dealer. Also, he Maybe? like uh, the bad guy gets steps out of the elevator. Oh right! Oh he yeah, he murders all those that people. lady. He murders three people. Oh, that yeah. was that actually in the I kind of liked that. For a bad guy move, I was kind of like, that was kind of cool. Hey, can I have a word with you? I wish it hadn't been the next scene after she, (laughs) like, she does something to, like, kind of, like, stab him in the back a little bit. Like, she says something snarky to him. And so, like, he clearly has that look of, like, I'll get you. Right. And, like, so if that had paid off six scenes later, fine. But literally the next scene is them walking into an elevator and then he steps out. You're like, well, she's going to die. Yeah, he goes, yeah, he goes to, like, this underground weapons thing and this lady is the right hand. (laughs) Yeah, it was the Foot Clan. She's, like, the right hand man of the current leader of the weapons dealing organization who I guess is, like, a childhood friend of his is what is the implication. That's such a weird That was a weird relationship. He walks into the room of this guy who we've never seen Uh and just in front of, like, three other people starts talking about, like, hey, I got some weapons I want you to sell, <laughs> Mr. Arcade Cabinet Man. <laughs> yeah. And no one is like, who's this guy? Why is he talking about weapons in our office? And why do you not seem surprised? That was a businessman in the 90s. That's what they were all doing. Well, they were like all they were, selling weapons. They're they were just waiting coke. for someone. Yeah, oh, they were all on coke, all on coke. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but she seems to be like their HR department, too, because she gets really mad that that guy's face gets burned. Yeah, and then she's like, you could get burned, too, you know? But then, yeah. And then he killed her in an elevator plummet. Sizzled. But so the weapon that he was selling <laughs> was non-lethal. Like that was his big development. Was well, it had a heat laser. Mm, it had a heat laser that they only used to break through walls. When they were shooting people, it was just with like the sound gun that didn't clearly didn't kill anyone. When they there shot was some them. sort of sparking thing that they would shoot at people. Like they shot oh. Shaq with a a spark thing that didn't kill him, but seemed to affect other people. More strongly, I don't remember the spark. Uh, it's he's like when he's chasing after the one gang member. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, he when he catches him or whatever, the other guy shoots him with like a spark gun and it knocks him down, and that's how they get away. Hmm. Oh, which kind of leads to my favorite scene where he's like <laughs> trying to get away, and then uh, Sparks is like, "I know you're hurting," and then we're like, <gasps> "What happened to him? How did he get hurt?" And then the next scene is him, them putting a Band-Aid on his, a little scratch on, <laughs> on his, his chin. chin. Yeah. And then like three scenes later, she's like, I know you You have to come back because you have broken ribs. It's like, oh, was that really what, what When did happened? he break his ribs? I'm guessing the same scene where he broke his chin open. Yeah, <laughs> Which is it when was. he saves the cop from the, the flaming falling helicopter. helicopter. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wait. Oh, God. And see, this, there are two scenes that happen. <laughs> uh-huh. That that's I have just well yeah that's pretty much it but there are two <laughs> scenes that happen where he is trying to thwart something and I get them confused in my head because there's the one where he uses the grappling hook mm-hmm. which yeah. is the most ridiculous thing which gives us a chance to talk about the music which is 1980s television level <laughs> yeah. superhero theme song I wrote that's a very good theme song I like it I wrote that the opening credits the music goes from a Danny Elfman impression to Nickelodeon's guts to 70s funk uh-huh. and back <laughs> all throughout the like the, the credits like it sounds like a, uh, a song like a high school marching band would play <laughs> like, like a medley. we're the coolest marching band in Ohio <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like <laughs> but it's so weird how it like gets super intense and weird and almost sounds like a Danny Elfman Batman score. Yeah. Uh-huh. But then all of a sudden you get that like want thing going on. 
and then just yeah. I, I, I mean, it's weird because it. this was executive produced by Quincy Jones, Jones, Jones yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the, the the music in it is a very b- bizarre, eclectic. Com- there's you know traditional superhero orchestration, mm-hmm. but then there's waka chawaka m- music, <laughs> which I don't mind in and of itself, but I wasn't expecting. And then there's, you know, there's like other, there's sort of a hip hop flair at times. And mm-hmm. it's, so it's, it's really interesting, but it just seems so all over the map. Um, I think maybe that kind of relates to how they want to personify what the atmosphere is like or like representation. Sure. Uh, but, and this kind of relates to, the way that all the people in LA in like his hood were like, because they were all like either cholos or like gang guys. And I think that that is such a weird, like obvious, like it bugged me because like those were the only other people who lived in LA. And yeah, and those two rich white people who kept popping up everywhere. <laughs> who's, the ones who saved. He saved the purse, remember? So I think that, like, maybe the person, like, maybe Quincy Jones was like, and the classical music goes to the white guys, and then the black chick goes to all his friends in the hood. And, like, so I just think that, like, it was representation that is stereotypical personified and transferred over to the music as well. I mean, probably true. We do have to remember that that was probably the height of what was being done in Hollywood in 97. Like it's just, that was the norm. I shouldn't say the height. That was the norm. Um, It's weird to me because you put shaft in your movie and you make a joke about shaft in your movie. Mm -hmm. And you have this superhero. Now, the whole thing about Shaft is Shaft is super cool. Yeah. Like, he's always been cool. Even in this movie, Richard Roundtree is fucking cool. He's pretty cool. cool. He's like, he's a cool guy. Uh And he's a good actor. Like, it's just like, he's cool. Shaft, or Shaq, goddamn. (laughs) Shaq is not cool. No, No, he's a dork. He's a big dork. And he's lovable because of that. Like, he is is a big... He's a big, peaceful, like, I don't want to kill anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I want to... What an but idiot. yet, when you get the, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that, it doesn't work. It does make it seem like you're going to get a hero who can move a little faster and be Ooh. a little cooler. Yeah. He's going to bash heads. Yeah. Something. Yeah. It doesn't look r- so ridiculous when he stands there and turns his magnet on. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Which yeah. is his pretty much only move. Yeah, he <laughs> just hits a button and everything flies to him. Yeah. With his magnet, and you're right. That's the other. That's what he uses later on. He can too. do the magnet, or he can use the grappling hook, yeah. or Those he can use the two his hammer gun. Yeah, which just uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> his so, shaft. His he, or he can, <laughs> he use, can his use his shaft. shaft. Yeah. Yes, it's weird because like steel in the comics has a hammer. Yeah, they made him a hammer, but it's just a really it's big gun that's really hard to use. Big unwieldy gun that <laughs> yeah. is hard to use, and it is. And he just fumbles with it as he's trying to use it. And it just made me pine for Iron Man as I was watching it. And it's unfair because, like, they didn't have the effects to do Iron Man in 97. You know? Like, yeah. they, they couldn't have done that. But at the same time, I'm looking at it, I'm going, God, this this could have been cool if you'd waited a few years. They did Should have I, the effects to do I, 
to do Shaquille O'Neal hitting people with a big hammer. Yes, <laughs> they did. You're right. They See, just didn't they, want to. They just didn't do that then. Like, <laughs> yeah. that would have been cool. You, like, imagine half this movie just being Shaq fighting crime with a sledgehammer. Choreographed sledgehammer fights. Oh, my God. Scenes. You and said it, and sweet. I was like, oh, dude, yeah. I want to yeah. watch that. And then, like, by the end, he's, like, up against a stronger foe, so he has to get some armor. But, like, most of the movie is just Shaq with a hammer. But I think that, like, there are bits of, like, like when they're in the, the junkyard, there are, like, things that are made and pieced together and look like natural effects. And I feel like if a different kind of director did it, like a Michel Gondry type director, then they can go the other way and where they don't need Iron Man type effects. They could have gone the other way and gone full on like wacky homemade superhero. And I think that that if if it was like that, it would have been way better and made more sense. That, Sounds that brilliant. Does, yeah. yeah. We <laughs> accidentally got into the fix-it phase. Yes, we did. <laughs> so everyone remember these notes yeah. for later on. I would say that that is one of the worst superhero suits in any superhero movie that I've ever seen. I hate the way that it makes his face look. I actually love the he way it makes his face look. Because when he scary. smiles with the mask on, he looks so adorable. He looks too Dorky. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm with Rachel. I don't think it looks too dorky. Even I think there's an uncanny valley thing happening there yeah. that does not look right. It morphs his upper face into yeah. something in in like demonic. Well, it's the it's the same thing that happened to Val Kilmer in Batman Forever. Uh-huh. Uh, is like his mask. I don't know if they just like make a one size fits all superhero mask, <laughs> and not everyone's face fits in it well. <laughs> because Val Kilmer does the same thing. Like if he's forced to have a close conversation with someone, mm-hmm. they go like cross eyed. In their oh, suit, yeah. and it makes like especially like it's one thing in Batman that like Val Kilmer like looks like he's like staring off toward, like at someone, but then it's worse for Shaq because Shaq is smiling and is a happy superhero, <laughs> so he does look like really goofy with this like steel helmet like shoved on his head, yeah, and he's that just, also like like accentuates his like bone structure. Yeah, it does. His big happy cheeks. "Ah." Yeah, like it doesn't like hide. It doesn't make him look menacing at all. Oh, that's another thing too. It's like everybody instantly knew the second that they saw him (laughs) that he was John Henry Irons because he was just a big giant dude. Yeah, he's the only like they describe him uh, on the like his like grandma's watching TV or something. And they're like, (laughs) it's a seven uh, foot tall uh, African American man and his grandma's like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah. <laughs> and then the, they don't even show a picture of him. They're no. just saying. And then who the, rich, it is. the rich white people are like, he was very nice. And she's like, oh, that's definitely <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, when they see him in the police lineup, they just yeah. know it's him. And I would, I he's tall, two nice feet grandson. taller than everybody else. This is the thing, though. Like, I would love that. I love, I love what, like, I, I think with the right director yeah. and the right time commitment, <laughs> you could have Shaquille O'Neal be that, be that really super nice. Dorky superhero. Dorky superhero. And you could make that into Steel. And that would be, you know, I know Steel is also, you know, a very, I don't want to say he's a dark character, but he is. He's very serious. He's very serious. But in the comic books, everybody is very serious. Yes. And so, but you could, you could definitely have him be this really super nice guy who goes and beats the hell out of people with a hammer. Yeah. And, and has this goofy suit. Totally. But they didn't take time for any of that. Mm -mm. And it was just like. They accidentally did all of it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they accidentally did some of these things, but none of them well, right. I guess, is the problem. Right. And I think all of these things could have been elevated. 
Yeah. And so just at the end of it, even though, like, look, I enjoyed watching this movie. Mm-hmm. I had a great time. I don't think Matt did. We'll ask in just a second. Nah. But oh, we never even asked what we thought of this movie. I no. know. <laughs> okay, well, let's talk about that right now. I enjoyed it. I had a good time. It's not good. No. It is not well made. It is not well acted. Even by the good actors who are in it, it's like they clearly weren't given anything. No, no. And it's confused with itself. It doesn't know what it's trying to do. And that, at the end of the day, even though I had a good time, it kind of makes me sad. Because I think there is something that could have been cool and good here. Matt, you had a less enthusiastic experience. I was talking to Sam a bit about this uh, before we recorded today. And mostly it was that there's a lot of very, to me, boring parts in this movie. And they would come like right after a glimmer of hope. Like there would be a scene or a moment where I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. And then the next three scenes just sucked. And I'm What's like, an example of a scene that's kind of fun? Uh, so for me, when he first gets back after the police chasing him on the motorcycle, yeah. uh, the chase scene's all right. But like when he gets back to the junkyard, him and Sparks and Uncle Joe are so happy and they're uh-huh. having a lot of fun. At like, can you believe what I did? <laughs> and I'm like, this is the spirit of this movie. Yeah. Like these three teaming up and having fun, like doing good things is a, a good story. Yeah. But they don't really like ride that throughout the rest of the movie. They kind of like just hope that you remember that scene. Yeah, I mean, I almost feel like they do ride that through the rest of the movie, only, like, right. they're running on the gas of, like, that one, the, that like, that character dynamic. Exactly, that, and then they split up the characters, yeah. and it's like, now they only communicate through walkie-talkie for the rest of the movie. You forgot about Uncle Joe's dog, too. He's a very important character, also. I don't remember a dog. The dog, dog saves too. Uncle Joe at yeah. the end. What happened? He uh, chomps the gun out of somebody's hand. I have no memory of this. That? The heck? I don't yeah. know what. <laughs> I kind of forgot. Well, it's, a gold, it's like not it, a golden retriever. He's the the less scariest, least scariest dog ever. Yeah, like a it's happy a golden, old retriever. golden retriever. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I have forgotten so much of this what movie. The heck? <laughs> That's really <laughs> but, weird. Yeah. But yeah, well, no, I, I had a similar yeah. experience. Like, there's a scene where he's hammering his stuff together, and he pulls. It's weird because it's very similar to the scene in Iron Man. Right. Mm-hmm. Like. When he's making his first suit. He's making his first suit in the cave. Like it's almost the same shot of (laughs) him hammering on this piece of metal. Yeah. And then he pulls, you know, the the red hot mask out of everything and sets it down. And like that is, and again, it was kind of like, oh, this might get cooler Uh than I think it's than it has been. Yeah. But then I'm with Matt. It just didn't. It it got goofy and and not in a not in an intentionally goofy way. Well, and the other thing that like would continually take me out of the movie was that it's just a movie of coincidences. There's so in order for his character to see the gangs using the weapons, they have him do a ride along with a cop that we only oh, yeah, that you only see that one time. We only meet once and we're told immediately like this is a good friend of his <laughs> and then she instantly gets hurt and she disappears for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And the only reason that happens is so that he can see the weapons. And yeah. they couldn't think of a different way for that to happen. And he just happens to live in the same town where the guy moved to yes. sell the weapons. Yeah. In the same if they neighborhood. had like one scene where they're like talking about how their childhood friends or something and they came from the same yeah. that would have or made like sense. have like when he first goes back to LA have that cop like drive up and say like hey I heard you were back in town and then we see her later oh, and if like, he don't if he doesn't go to LA until he sees that the weapons are being used in LA maybe yeah. too but then like he also gets arrested at one point in this movie mm-hmm. and then oh, they yeah. immediately break him out very easily I don't remember. I just was they, so distracted by when he put his earpiece in his mouth. They so directly from his mouth oh. to his ear. Yeah. Well, vice, I forgot. Oh, yeah. oh God! I had yeah. blanked that from my mind. Yeah, that um, was horrible. Yeah. So weird. But he, yeah, they like 
call the DA and like record his oh, voice yeah. and then like forge a signature and all this stuff and like um, like within like 10 minutes of him getting arrested they like fax over a yeah. release form. Have you guys seen Sneakers? No, no. I've never heard of Sneakers. So it's not my real good for this because it doesn't relate at all but like Is Sneakers. Is about shoes? No, it's okay. a Robert Redford movie with Sidney Poitier and River Phoenix and uh, Dan Aykroyd. Are they really sneaky? Their yeah. their job is to break into places. Okay. And it is a wonderful film. Like that it is great. so good. Dan Aykroyd? Is yeah, that Dan Aykroyd's in it and he's okay. all it's funny because he, his character is all conspiracy theories. Uh-huh. And <laughs> so well, yeah, it's, it's just Dan Aykroyd. But Dan Aykroyd and he has he and Sidney Portier have to work in the same truck and and Sidney Portier is ex-FBI so he's like just oh, driving him crazy. I like that. It's mm-hmm. it's so good, but the whole half of the movie is them trying to get a recording of a person saying specific words. Uh-huh. And it is so brilliant of how they have to do it. And like one mm-hmm. of them has to go out on a date with the guy. And she eventually just has to get to this point. Where she's like, you know what word I like? Passport. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, passport? <laughs> Whereas in this movie, yeah. it's one phone call and they ask him about like lunch or yep. something. Well, and he just happens to say all of the words no, necessary. No, he doesn't. They record him saying oh, parts of the words. Yeah. And then also sometimes it's just her voice yeah. going through the it's thing. It's a voice modulator thing that like they use a sample of his voice to make it. But then in the conversation, they also use some of the recording yeah. that they took from his voice too. That's Again, all Fucking high tech they got there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that they built with a mainframe that Uncle Joe found in his junkyard. It fell off the back of a truck. Yeah, lots of things fall off the back of trucks. Here's yeah. a notepad. Please write your things down. <laughs> we're going to steal a bunch of shit. Yeah, we're going to steal everything for you. Steal, get it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, Rachel, no. What? how did, I mean, you're smiling, so I'm assuming you enjoyed this, but. Uh, I think it's like middle of the road for me. Like I like, I've definitely watched. Like I'm sure, um, Kazam was probably like still like one of those movies where it's like bad but also like way fun to watch. Like mm-hmm. I don't remember this movie at all when it came out. Um, this movie also came out right after the, the year after Kazam. Yeah, I think I also mixed up some of my memories of Kazam with my memories of this movie because mm-hmm. there are like scenes in my head when I, like we talked about watching Steel. I don't yeah. know. How I don't know. I, I I would have to rewatch Kazam to piece say, this together. Jack I, I kind of want to like, watch that movie. Like uh, that's a should. combination. <laughs> it's more so like, uh, like shots of the movie. Like a single shot is like in my head that I was like, "That's in Steel, right?" And I don't think it is. I think it might be in Kazam. Oh, so man. yeah, I need to rewatch that. We should in the double feature. You and nobody else remembers this because. <laughs> It, it it cost sixteen million. It only made like one point one six million. It did. Kazam oh, made no. like eighteen. Wow. So they were riding high off that. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's sad. I don't know how it made that little amount of money. Yeah. Like just with Shaquille O'Neal in it, you'd think it would have like a ten to twelve million opening. Well, and Warner Brothers marketing a superhero movie. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure they pushed the hell out of it. And I remember when this was coming out. Now maybe it's just that it looked so terrible. Yeah. Nobody went to see it, but I'm still shocked. Like, it. Uh, <laughs> how do you only make one point one six million dollars off of this? And it's so bizarre too, because they were probably thinking, oh, sixteen million dollar budget. You know, we're pretty much guaranteed to make that back. Yeah, it's Shaq. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's. I would love to see the trailer for this, because um, I think it's like I said, it's middle of the road, and I think it was like there are parts where it was just like 
boring or just there is no substance at all for me. Yeah, and it's just like I knew what was gonna happen. I knew like there's so many tropes that I was like, okay. And like the only redeeming quality is was that it was just kind of like a little crazy, like like so far up the wackiness that it's just like I laugh at that, but only that. Right, and it didn't go far enough that direction to be like entertaining that way to where it's like, wow, this is just off the rails. Yeah, exactly. It, it wasn't. It was. It was. It try. It was trying to be something. It was trying to be a real superhero movie but couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And it was in the middle of the 90s when only one or two people were able to figure out how to kind of do that. And Oh, that was actually one of the things that I thought was really weird that uh, when I was, at some point of the movie, both Sam and I looked at our phones and we're like, this was made in 97? And we were like, this seems like it was in 92 or it something. It feels like, like an earlier movie. It than feels like... An yeah. early '90s movie. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. Maybe because it's fun. Maybe it's the goofy funness of it. Doesn't feel like that. Seems a little yeah. late for it to be goofy fun to me. I guess. Well, especially like, if you like compare it, like this. It's this is like the style of it as well, and yeah. the money invested in superhero movies. Like this came out the same year as Batman and Robin. Oh. So oh. like, look at that movie. Like, don't it, on mute. Maybe like <laughs> it, like the. St- the style that went into that, the money that went into it, uh-huh. uh, just production design and everything from the same studio in the same year. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this came out like almost the exact time that uh, Batman and Robin came out. Um, Probably wouldn't have because they wouldn't have wanted to overlap their movies like that. Yeah, but Shawshank Redemption came out same weekend as Forrest Gump and... <laughs> uh, yeah, but those are all different movie companies. Yes. And was, uh, what's it called? I, uh, I double-checked. Pulp Fiction. I checked for you. This came out two months before Steel. Oh, boy. What so, did? Batman and Robin? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Batman and Robin came out two months before Steel. That well, seems so close. To do two Warner Brothers <laughs> Trying to build movies. a universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although not at all because yeah. they don't... Ign- yeah. Huh. Because I I even wanted to like give it that wiggle room of like well I know he has a Superman tattoo that's dumb but like maybe there's gonna be some reference to Batman or Superman in a non pop culture sense and they walk into the arcade like cabinet room and there's <laughs> Batman Forever arcade cabinets oh yeah. there were yeah I and I'm like oh that. so that movie just exists in right. your universe he lives in our world I yes think. yes yeah, basically. exactly which yeah. I didn't want I wanted him to live in Metropolis. And for this to be, you know. Sure. But Sam, I feel like you probably enjoyed this. You guys are all crazy. (laughs) crazy. I enjoyed it. I (laughs) had a good time. I feel like I probably watched it the same way you did where – as, uh, I think younger Sam would have been very mad that it was like, they changed Steel? How could they change Steel? But um, How could they? Yeah, Steel, he's, he's sacred. Uh, <laughs> but I really super loved watching it. I think it kind of felt similar to Cool as Ice. Have you ever seen Cool as Ice? Oh, God. Uh, I was at no. your film festival uh, yes, where yes. we watched Cool as it Ice. Has a, a very similar, like, it does. effervescent, super easy to watch goofiness that doesn't drag on like some like a bad movie that's like a grim bad movie or like a drama that sucks or a horror movie that sucks these like action movies that suck are always they always have like a good spirit and i think that makes it easier for me to watch bad movies and shack is just so like he's so um 
he's so happy that it's hard <laughs> not to be happy when you're watching him. And when he does that smile, it's just like you have to smile too because he looks like he's having a good time. So I think this would also be <laughs> like, like in real life. Yeah, <laughs> like this would be a bad. This would be a good bad movie marathon movie. I feel like because like we paused it partway through and i was expecting it to have like another hour or so left but it had like 20 minutes left and that was a very refreshing feeling to be like like, oh "Oh, this movie's almost over it's chugging along yeah (laughs) nothing has happened and i don't imagine much will happen but it's almost over so god bless it i think uh, from doing this podcast and just watching a lot of bad movies in general throughout my life i i agree that like action movies are like easy to watch Mm -hmm. even when they're bad because i watched a lot of like Seagal movies and yeah. like Jean Claude Van Damme movies when I was a kid, and oh, yeah. they I all just kind of a lot of Van Damme movies. Yeah, they all just kind of like run together yeah. into like one like VHS cover of them looking angry. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Something's gonna blow up. Yeah, some people are gonna like fall off a balcony. And I think there's enough like action set pieces that fill that gap that you don't have to like. There's gonna be corny jokes. Yeah, but yeah. you know they're gonna be corny. Mm-hmm. It's not. Uh, there was what did we watch not that long ago that was like like trying to be a comedy and failed miserably. I don't remember. Probably oh, what did we watch? Probably something I liked. But something probably. <laughs> but something where it's like for me watching a, a bad action movie like you said is it's it's easier to swallow, I guess. Yeah. Cuz it's just Are you talking about the Haunted House movie? Was that the one that failed miserably at being a comedy? Mm, was that no, movie that one was called? also bad. Oh, okay. At what, doing that. What but... was what was the Haunted House movie? I've watched so many now, I don't <laughs> Beyond remember. Beyond the Gates? Is that the one? No, oh, no. Not Beyond the Gates. That wasn't trying to be a comedy. The one with Jeffrey Tambor in it. That's the oh, one. Saturday the 14th. Okay, I'm with yeah, Sam yeah. on that one, though. I I had a good time. Yeah. Okay. How well, many Haunted House movies have we watched? Yeah, I just, <laughs> for, just, I just forgot. Um, okay, we got to move on, because we've been talking on and on about this, and I want to get to the ratings. How did we do that? I Can know. I ask you one question real quick? Go for it. Should Sparks and Shaq have kissed at the end? Okay, oh, my good God. Question. Yes. Good question. What's happening Or there? at least don't hug. Okay, so she's she's his assistant. She's basically Oracle from Batman. At yeah. the end of every scene that they had together, the other character, the third character in the scene, be it the grandma or Shaft, would look at the camera basically and be like, these two cuties. And they had like a cute little finger touching thing that they would do. And they would like look at each other for too long. And they were clearly building up to them kissing, I thought. Or at least like... Don't have the reaction to them hugging being like, they did it. They finally did it. That is the thing that I think... It's the climax. It's like the end of this movie is they get up. She, in fact, builds herself a wheelchair that can can, make her stand uh, up so she can hug Shaq. Yeah. It's building that. Like, she literally does that. She can stand up. And, like, yes, he has to bend down because he's a very tall man. Yeah. But still, like... (laughs) He has she, to bend down. She could have gone the extra mile and made it go up a little bit. That would have been very funny if she would like went vertical and then went. Like, <laughs> that would have been really funny. <laughs> like went up to Upwards. his height and be like, who's tall now? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that it's building so much and like it's not earned necessarily because they do kind of ride that line of I think friendship it's a little and bit. relationship. And then they hug. Yeah. And like you guys said, everyone in like their family members are like, oh, look at oh, you. There what? they go. Yeah. We're eating here. What? And then it zooms in on her face and it just feels like she's thinking, you fucking idiot. And Why did you hug the credits? Me? You were supposed to kiss me. I, <laughs> I really, I, okay, I'm, I'm torn here because I have personal feelings versus the feelings about this movie. Okay. My personal feelings are. You hate are, kissing. I, I really hate. Needless romantic stories. Ah, uh, but 
these two were cute. No, it, they it were was cute. very cute. I think they were cute as friends. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I think as a team, she loved him. Clearly loved him. Though. I don't think so. I think he was more into her. No, he didn't know that she loved him. I don't think she either of them were him. into e- either either of them. That's why I said it didn't she feel as earned him. because there was never like a a full on like. Hey, I think the, I think she likes me, and someone else being like, "Well, no, duh." No, because Shaft basically says that at some point. Mm. He's yeah, he's like, "You two kids." I I don't I, look. I I, <laughs> I I don't think it was earned in any way in this movie. Okay, I don't, and I and having that reaction of all of the people in that restaurant being like, "Ooh," was weird. <laughs> just have them either kiss or just do the little uh, finger ET thing that they kept doing. Yeah. yeah, and then just be like, "Ooh, friends." I yeah. don't. I just. I don't. I don't like having needless romantic. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with having movies with that have sexual relationships and have romantic relationships. I'm just don't. It didn't need to be there. Maybe this one didn't bother me because she's the one who saves the day in the end of the movie. Yeah, she's like way more competent than him. And the whole what does that and have to do? And the whole story arc. and the whole thing is not based around them having a relationship. That to me just felt like sprinkled in there in kind of like a weirdly realistic way. Uh, fine, I they're hated just it. two coworkers. Who I, have, I, you know, I, well, that's the thing is like if they kissed, I also would like I would be all for it. It's yeah. the fact that they just hugged, they and that's supposed to be a huge moment. They did not kiss. It yeah. was a glaring well, how much they didn't kiss. I, I told Nick, my theory is that one of them, maybe Shaq, I don't know, was like just in a new relationship, uh-huh. and was like, yeah, I know I'm supposed to kiss in this scene. What if we didn't, though? Because my girlfriend might be mad. I would guess that they filmed a scene where they kissed, and they filmed one where they didn't kiss, and they thought, hmm... 10-year-old boys won't like it if they kiss. And then they did That's didn't, not a bad theory. And they didn't put the kissing version in. There's a kissing cut of this movie. <laughs> and I want to see it. The kissing cut. Yeah, there's also probably a HD version of this movie, but that is also inaccessible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't... I, I, I'm... I'm I, I didn't. I don't want it. <laughs> yeah, in HD, that suit's just gonna look worse. Yeah. Oh man! Yeah, I know. We all got this on Amazon. Speaking of which, I still have to pay you guys for that. Um, but I. It was three dollars. It was three dollars, but it was the he first was time. For pain and suffering. It was. It was for the first time. I. I. I think I've had to rent a movie for this podcast or anything else that was only available in SD. <laughs> yeah. I was like. What? I think even That's Saturday. What I, said. I think I even like, Saturday the fourteenth was in. Yeah, HD. Saturday the fourteenth was. Oh god! I mean, it was a terrible. <laughs> rip. Not a good rip. Yeah. Well, I guess when you make like a tenth of your budget back, yeah. they're not going to put much money into restoring <laughs> your film. <laughs> no, I guess that's true. But it surprised me. They didn't even like fake HD. They didn't even upscale it. Uh-huh. They were just like, no, nah, it's just SD, man. I, like, uh, I do want to mention two. Uh, I want to mention one quick fun fact that I enjoyed in this movie. And Better I think be I, real fun. It's not that fun. I caught it only be, <laughs> because I was watching them with the captions on, I think. Uh, at the end, towards the like, the weapons auction thing, there's a guard who's like yelling at a couple guard dogs, and the uh, the guard dog's names are Football and Helmet. Oh, Which, what? Yeah, he's like, come on, Football, Helmet. And I'm like, oh. why did he say Football, Helmet? <laughs> and he's yelling at the dogs whose names are Football and Helmet. <laughs> Which, Is that maybe the dog's real names? I don't know. That's so th- weird. It's just like a random it guard. It's cute. It's I think not that's like, cute. I guess so. It's a guy's, we don't even know the guy's name who's yelling at these dogs. <laughs> we don't know any other character's name. <laughs> no. But uh, John Henry Irons and Football and Helmet. Yeah. <laughs> and Ray J. Well, his name's Martin. Was it Martin in this movie? Oh, yeah. you said the hot dog scene was funny, but I the, missed the hot dog scene. The hot dog scene, scene totally. is not funny. It is 
funny because it is super weird. I missed that part. So then at the end of the movie, he just says the hot dog was real meat and then kills him. And it's like, <laughs> what? So it's the that gang member oh, yeah. uh, and, and Judd Nelson's character sit in a park at uh-huh. one point and the it's the the gang member walks up and with this like giant dollar sign chain and he talks to them about like being more coy and hiding it. Yeah. And they're talking about their plan and how they're going to deal with uh, steel and all this stuff. And in the middle of this discussion, like apropos of nothing, <laughs> Judd Nelson goes, hot dog? And the other guy goes, I don't eat no pork mess. And he uh-huh. goes, that's turkey mess. And the guy goes, word? Okay. And he's like super stoked. He's like, oh, I'll eat a turkey dog. I do dog. not remember that it, part. I remember well, it, yeah. And immediately after he goes, word? Judd Nelson goes, so, steel. And they don't, it just happens in the middle of the scene. And at the end of that scene, Judd Nelson gets up. He's like, eat the hot dog. Don't be one. Uh, what? <laughs> yeah. That's a great insult. Yeah. Well, and it's like, okay, so did you offer him a hot dog just so you could call him a hot dog <laughs> later on? <laughs> and then it, it come back and it actually being a real pork. Yeah. And you could use it as a way to insult him on his death. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they just had a, a, a gang member who was concerned about the quality of meat he was eating. Interesting. Well, uh, so weird. Yep, yeah. super weird. I think my favorite thing is when the neo Nazis discover that <laughs> uh, the internet's not just porn. Oh yeah, yeah. the uh, internet was so amazing in this movie. Like it's so, nobody knew what it was. It's so weird to be from you know to watch something from a time when Nazis <laughs> were specifically just a joke. Yeah, you oh, know? yeah, that's uh, those yes. were the days. Uh, those were the, the days. That was the moment that they discovered the internet. I know. It was it never was, the it's same. not just for porn. <laughs> yeah. And there, I, I did this... have a laugh where I was like, I love this. This is what. This is what this these filmmakers think of Nazis, yeah. and I am right there with them, and I love it. Yeah. But there was a scene where Judd Nelson's character was like, did you get the web page set up? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's like, it's going to take a week or something. <laughs> it's like, oh, guys, use Squarespace. Use Squarespace. <laughs> Squarespace, yeah. you do it, you you do it in an hour. That. They could have put it on Craigslist or something. Oh, 97 <laughs> Craigslist was not around, I don't think. They don't even need their own website. Craigslist well, looks like it. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, because there's no reason for Craigslist to have a slick design. Yeah. It just needs to be informational. <laughs> And on that note. And on that note, (laughs) let's talk about how we would fix this. We've already said a lot of things. Uh, I have some notes about this that I felt really strongly about. And for me, it's like casting. I I would have loved to have seen uh, someone more like maybe Eddie Murphy um, in this role. Someone who is a bit more forcefully charming and not. This is one of the things I like about Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man is that he's a very, he's a small person. Uh-huh. And yet when he puts a suit of armor on, you know, he's super strong and like he can wipe people out. But on his own, it's all about intellect. Yeah. And I would love to have seen someone like Eddie Murphy or um, uh, like Chris Rock or um, somebody who is not the rock? physically no, <laughs> someone who is not physically imposing. Yeah. <laughs> they have to make a really big suit for the rock. You know? Well, to be well, fair, I guess they make a really big suit. The for rock of '97 would have been was, all right. Exactly. Oh, was he wrestling then? <laughs> yeah, but he didn't look like the rock does now. I thought you were he's still say too big. The like, rock it, of '97 would be Shaquille O'Neal, which probably was about. <laughs> I mean, that's probably yeah, not budget, not the not, uh, not box, box office, office numbers. Try, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so but did you see the Scorpion King? <laughs> like so uh, go ahead so basically somebody who can act yeah i want i want a main what a novel concept and when we get to my real good I, I think a big part of it is about charm i want i want that lead actor to be charming it's one thing marvel's done really well is like robert downey jr chris evans scarlett johansson thor like, guy uh 
Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> like yeah. they're all very charming actors. Thorman. 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 <laughs> Chris Thorman. Yeah. Um, like, and you know, I would say even Michael Keaton from Batman '89 is a very charming person. Yeah. And and that I think is a big thing that's missing from here. Yeah. And so. Yeah, there's a lot that could be done with the script, and I I could want to have a shared universe at this time, but that's really unfair. Uh, But I do think that, like, you cast someone who is just much more charming and not just a giant dude. And that's what (laughs) they got with this. They got this just giant hulking dude, and it doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. I wanted to see a smart weapons manufacturer who is charming and maybe even, you know, it doesn't even have to be an asshole. He could be, you know, a totally nice guy. Um, who then goes and beats the crap out of criminals? Like I, I, yeah. I, I like that idea. I think ideally you get a smart hulking dude. I that would be preferable too. I can't come up with anyone to fit that bill. Shack who can act. A shack who can act. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Um, this is the most rhymy episode yeah. of Real Bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like if I was doing it now, I guess I would just Terry Crews. Ooh, oh, you know. oh man, he'd be a great Gosh. steal. Terry Crews in a wacky steel movie. Yeah. Oh wouldn't that be god, great? That oh my god, let's make that movie. <laughs> I would totally be there for that. That would be really good. And, and he's a person that I like. Also, believe is like could be hyper intelligent. Oh, yeah, man. You yeah. know, no, I want to see that in like this new Shazam universe that's happening too. Oh, you could make that new Shazam movie and introduce Steel. Mm, Warner I'm Brothers, do something right. Wait, is Shazam a new universe? No, it's in the same universe, but it's a very different kind of movie. Right. Yeah, it's like how Deadpool exists in the X-Men universe. Yes. Yeah. It's like the other way around. Yeah, but they're not going to let them in- actually interact. Like, the studios are going to be like, let's keep you at a nice distance. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't affect our other movies too much. Well, you can be friends with Colossus, though. Yeah, but, you know, Ben Affleck's not going to show up in Shazam and be like, oh. Shazam, help me. I, I mean, I, to be fair, I don't think Ben Affleck's going to be showing up in, in any more things as Batman. That's fair. Um, but if Shazam's a hit, they might, you know. He'll they, be in Justice League 2 if He might be, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but, okay, but that's how I'd fix anyway, it. Yeah. For me, it's about that lead actor. He just, he just wasn't good. And I wanted to see someone more charming. So, Rachel? Gonna, what were your thoughts? I'm gonna make wait. I want to make a bet that Shazam is gonna be a real bad movie. <laughs> oh really? Oh, no, yep. I think it looks. That's fun. my guess. Oh it's god, that trailer looks so good. I know, but they showed all the good parts. That's my guess. Do we want to make another bet? Are we gonna go see it in theaters? Can we go see it in theaters for this movie? <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. all the DC movies oh. besides Wonder Woman. I'd rather save it for seeing Aquaman. We should just oh, go see Aquaman. Okay. Yeah. All right, that we'll, one will that definitely gonna be, be bad. Poop all right, yes. Dick. We will. We will go. That means I have to see Aquaman. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that also means that. That's true. Because like when those two trailers, I think, came out on the same, <laughs> like the same, weekend. the same weekend. The same weekend. Like Comic Con or something. Comic-Con. And I watched the Aquaman, and I was like, oh, that's a shame. That looks terrible. And I was like, oh, the Shazam isn't gonna be any good. But I'll watch it. And I watched it. I was like, oh, this looks great. It looks like a hoot. Yeah. Aquaman looks like lo- looks like a poot. It looks, <laughs> <laughs> that looks very that's bad. Sam's new rating system. Hooter poot. Hooter poot. I like that. Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> oh, I want I want my rating system to be a hooter poot. <laughs> we can all hooter poot. Hooter poot. Hooter poot. Hooter poot. All right, Rachel, you already had some ideas, but yeah. So just reiterating, um, I think if they like went all in on the DIY aspect of it in the sense of like his storyline being DIY and the effects being DIY. So I think if they changed it and went all in on that, it would have been a way more charming and interesting and 
thought out movie. Right. So like it, it goes kind of hand in hand with my attitude as well that it's like there's nothing charming about this movie. Yeah. In, in terms of that, and I, I love the idea of like a Michelle Gondry take on this would be fucking yeah. sweet. It would be Michelle amazing. Gondry Terry Crews movie. <laughs> oh yeah. My God. Those words are good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I think that if they did that, it was just fall into place. I don't know. I yeah. don't have much. I mean, I think if they went all in with the junkyard superhero. Yeah, I think that there isn't much to say on like how to fix it because it would be so easy to fix. Yeah, especially with hindsight now and looking at, well, we say that. Even at the time, it only made a million bucks. How? (laughs) I still don't don't understand. It's a very small amount of money for a movie to make. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, okay, so this is my theory, Um, and it could be a huge stretch, but- most people don't go see the movies and like as often as we do. <laughs> um, and I don't know how much movie tickets were in '97, but what if seven to eight dollars? So, which is still kind of a lot. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're gonna take your whole family, it's like a whole ordeal. And like, if Batman came out, Batman and Robin came out two a months after. Months and, and was really bad. And families were like, oh, what should I see? This thing that I kind of know, Bat- hmm. which is Batman, or Steel, with some, who's some random character that I don't know of because I don't read comics or something like that. Maybe it made so little because it was so close to Batman and Robin. That could be it. I also think that nobody knew this i would say the general public because steel was a fairly new character even at that point three or four years old yeah so because yeah. uh, i think superman died in what 93 92 um, somewhere 92 around sounds right um so there's a really good possibility that people thought this was just an original idea yeah and we're like eh, it's nah. presented as that way basically yeah yeah um so yeah, there's just there's no draw then. Yeah. To get in and accept Shaquille but, O'Neal. Yeah, except Shaq. And it's probably a thing where Warner Brothers got the rights to DC like movies and were like just looking for actors that they could cast and make money. Boy, they missed the oh, mark I, they, on that they one. They failed miserably. Yeah. But I'm, I'm up on that I'm one. <laughs> guessing they got their hands on a bunch of titles and were looking for big stars of the day who looked superhero-y and they were like about the steel guy and Shaq. Boom. Oh, I, I would imagine that is what the WB put into that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, knowing what I know, just like if you haven't listened to Kevin Smith's talk about um, Superman. His, his Superman yeah. talk, it is one of, he, he man, that guy can tell a story. Um, he's, you know, a lot of his movies are not great, but by God, that man can spin a yarn uh-huh. when you give him a microphone. And his story about his involvement with Superman Lives yeah. is one of the greatest stories I've ever heard anyone tell. And Warner Brothers is absolutely out of their goddamn minds. <laughs> that does show where their mindset was at. That like one, just the bare bones of it is they wanted Nicolas Cage to be Superman. Yep. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. I also walked away from that story thinking how chilling it was that a producer could say, I want a giant spider in this yep. movie. And that was enough for them to say, well, there has to be a giant spider in this movie. Yeah. Yep. But, and, beca- and then, you know, you think it's stupid until you see the next movie he produced had yeah. a giant fucking spider in it. I think it. there have actually since then been a couple movies he's produced that had giant spiders <laughs> in it. I hope But so. at least the one. Oh, man. It's yeah. a great story. So if you can't, if you haven't just seen Evening it, with Kevin Smith, the first one, I, I think it, Yeah, I think it is an Evening Kevin Smith. I think it's on YouTube. It's so good. It, it's really good. But 
So that's 125,000 people who went to see Steel. Oh, that was not the math I figured out. What did you figure but, out? Uh, I looked up average price of a movie ticket in 97 was 459 Oh. 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 Okay. Whoa. Then that's, so it's 348,000 yeah, people. Sure. I was doing that seven is or eight. not. It doesn't feel like a lot of people seeing a movie. No, either way, it's not a lot yeah. of people seeing a movie. Wait, now do some, some uh, <laughs> oh, no. inflation converting. No. You wouldn't have to, I don't think. Anyway. Yeah, you would. It's, yeah, you would. It's been 20 years. You'd have some... So, like, how much they would make... But it made a million bucks in that. 97 would be how much now? I'm going to guess 4 to 10, somewhere around there. I okay, don't know. Okay, this but... isn't MathCast. This is movie time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds like the worst podcast <laughs> Sam, MathCast. What do you think? How would you fix this? Oh, God. This is always so hard for me, because when I like the movie, I don't think about <laughs> how I would fix it. And this one feels to me like perfectly valid of becoming its own kind of, like, cult mocked thing so I mean if you really want to you'd have to throw it in the garbage if you really wanted to fix it I think you'd yeah have I to think start. you have to burn this down yeah I, I think this is a definite burn it down I don't know it would be so tricky to do an actual steel story with the death of Superman involved I think you could do a steel story where Superman saves him and doesn't die and mm-hmm. he becomes steel but that would still be, at the time, totally out of left field to have Superman just pop up as a cameo in a movie. It still sounds weird to me. Like I love this so much. I love Superman as a as peripheral. As somebody who blows in. and Yeah. yeah. I love that as a peripheral character, especially because I haven't seen anybody handle it well since 1979. Yeah. Well, there's... Um, I love... Yeah, that makes sense. Because I love Batman as a peripheral character. And there was a comic series where it was about the cops of Gotham. And he would just oh, yeah. like show up and blow something up. And then they'd have to deal <laughs> with it for four issues. And then like Mr. he'd show up and Mr. Freeze would freeze somebody. And then they'd have to deal with that for four issues. <laughs> so yeah, Superman as a peripheral maybe makes sense. But DC doesn't really got a lot of a big stable of characters that are not completely absurd. I feel like they, I feel like they have a harder hill to climb than Marvel does with their superhero thing. could be but so yeah just burn it down start all the way over again i don't know who i cast or anything like that but the movie that we got i think is fine i i don't disagree with you i guess my thing is is it's not to be that cult classic thing i don't think it's i don't think mm-hmm. it has enough lunacy in it it doesn't have enough of like a weird point of view totally flawed point of view it's just lazy because that's yeah. how i feel about it it's like just very middle of the road like yeah I guess here's so. this movie about a guy who's right because i guess cool for a while cool as ice is special <laughs> because <laughs> it's shot beautifully it is and it's also insane every step of the way well and with cool as ice you can be like remember that scene where this happened this happened you yeah. know and that's the great thing about cult movies or like the room uh-huh. like when you talk about the room you can say oh god remember that scene that's where true. he had sex with her again and it was just <laughs> tommy Wiseau's ass and it was four minutes after and, the last time yeah he had sex with remember her. that and then yeah. remember when the drug dealer was the only good actor <laughs> like remember that you know or like, you can just say oh hi mark yeah, yeah. you can just say oh hi mark yeah. and it's someone funny. say a line from steel right now all I can remember it's is hammer him time. Smi- yeah, it's hammer time and oh. him smiling. That's the That's line. It. <laughs> That's the line of the movie is the first time that he shoots somebody with his hammer and it shows him in his mask smiling. And I think that is like this is the movie. I yeah. <laughs> and I don't feel like there's enough in this movie that is that way. So that's why I was like, it's hmm. just so I agree with Rachel, it's just like so middle of the road. <laughs> I feel like it's just slight enough and short enough and like absurdly low stakes enough that it gets away with not 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, I could definitely see this at Fecal Film Fest. Yeah. But I think Cool as Ice is a more entertaining film. That's true. So mm. so make it more like Cool of Ice. Yeah, cool yeah. Of Ice. I think, hell, hell yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm holding up, it up to a standard and it's not meeting it. <laughs> I'm not holding it up to any standard and I enjoyed it. Matt, how would you fix this? So I think I may have broken it, but <laughs> I have an idea that makes a terrible series of films. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay. I've built a universe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're a madman. So, the aforementioned Lois and Clark t- TV series oh my yes. ended I hate you. two months before Steel comes out. <laughs> no shit. So. This is perfect. Last episode of Lois and Clark is. Death of Superman. Yes. Yes. So. That happens. Mm-hmm. Real sad. Builds up to it. Never watched the show. Don't know how that you worked. Got, you got, who killed Superman? Doomsday. Doomsday? Yeah. Doomsday is in Lois and Clark, the TV show. Oh you my pro- God. <laughs> Although 1997 the way- television Ugh. show Doomsday. <laughs> the way that TV show handled villains, it would have been just dude, like a dude in the suit, like yeah. whose name would have been like- Mr. Day Mr. Day, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Yeah, Devin Mr. Day. Day or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm not going to worry about the Doomsday part of it right now. Okay. Um, but, but the death of Superman. The death of Superman happens last episode of Lois and Clark. Very sad, but- it's out. Then, next thing we see is movie Steel. Yes. The beginning of the movie is the death of Superman. Television footage. Yes. Yes. Precisely. And Steel, John Henry Irons, is watching that. Crying a tear. realizes there is a hole in the world that needs to be filled <laughs> of uh, a crime fighter. But he's just watching footage from the TV show. Yes. Yeah. I don't want to have them interact. Okay. Um, yet. Uh, <laughs> so... John Henry Irons, like, sees the need and the, sees the crime around him mm-hmm. uh, of gangs. We can keep it the gang. He's in Metropolis. Yeah, yeah. not L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he'll be in Metropolis, uh, and he decides he's going to go fight the crime he can fight. Mm-hmm. There's not any weapons manufacturers or anything. Like that. He's fighting, like, local crime, mm-hmm. and it's Shaq with a hammer, like we mentioned earlier. Yeah. And that's the whole movie. It's Shaq with a hammer fighting crime. Right. The end of the movie... Either after credits or the very, very Is end of the movie. Is it going to be Batman? Is it going to be Batman? Either way, George Clooney shows up. <laughs> Hell yes. <laughs> he is the Tony Stark of this universe. Yeah. He shows up with a suit of armor uh-huh. and says, like, a man who gets called Steel should have blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And brings up a whole suit of armor. And it has the S seal on it. There you go. Yes. So... Batman brings him that. So these two, boom. The world needs a hero. Are That's paired what now. Say. <laughs> Eh, we'll work on it. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> Nick's face right now. The so next good. movie. I like this movie. Because of course this will happen because these yeah. both get a sequel, both Clooney and Shaq, uh, will be the, these two figuring out how they're going to fight crime together and they recruit an old timer. Oh my, who is it going to be? John Wesley Shipp, who played the Flash in yeah. the early 90s. Okay. They dig up the Flash. Oh, he's playing the Flash again. He's still playing the Flash. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh my God. He's not that old that's, at that point. Oh, that's he's not that old. He's that like, means Mark Hamill can have a cameo. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they go get John Wesley Ship, uh-huh. Flash, to join them. I hate you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so then we have uh, Steel, Batman, and the Flash working <laughs> From together. The TV show. Yes. All for, oh, and Clooney and yeah. Right. Yes. You, you follow a little bit. I'm on board oh, for this. I follow you completely. Yeah. And then the end of that movie, so you can set up your next what one. What are they doing in that? Was that Justice League or what? That's, That's yeah, a proto. Kind of a, it's like a it's proto, proto Justice, Justice yeah. League. They're like building up their little gang of people. There's probably a Lex Luthor or somebody sort uh-huh. of bad guy in there. Uh, and then the end of that movie, 
is Dean Cain with a mullet. Yes, he comes yes. out of his Superman regeneration Returns. crypt. Yes. Oh my. That's my other, that's my '90s DC universe. That would be terrible. And it's still going on to this day. Yeah, this alternate reality that you just made. Yeah, but, <laughs> but this I... is the thing because the modern Flash actually kind of takes place in the old Flash's universe. Uh, yeah, I think you could construe it. That oh, the way. modern Flash TV show. Yeah, yes, that is true. John Wesley Ship is on the Flash TV show, right? And the trickster from the old show yeah. is kind of in this one. Yeah, I mean, it is Mark Hamill. Yeah, I yeah. guess the implication could be that he is from the old TV show. Or something. I mean, that's what they're doing. Well, it's a different John Wesley Ship is a different version of the Flash. Well, yeah, but that but version the of the trickster, Mark yes. Hamill's version of the trickster, is the same version of the trickster. Yes, I just realized I want true. Shaquille O'Neal to do a cameo on the Flash. That would TV be great. Show. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. And they just call him John. And everyone's like, ooh. <laughs> 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 or like three people are like, ooh, I think that's steel. Uh, but yeah, that's my uh, terrible, I would watch every single minute of each of those DC 90s universe. I don't think that's terrible. I love it. I like that idea. I like the so idea of also mixing. burn it down. And just oh, yeah, yeah, completely. But I still, there's a steel movie in there with Shaquille O'Neal. He, and he can do most of the same things. But keep that suit off of him. Yeah. for this whole movie and have Clooney bring him a cooler suit. But also it would be Terry Crews instead. Well, he'd be too... Well, I think I'm keeping Shaq. it in the 90s with these actors. I think I, think think I gotta, gotta keep it Shaq. Shaq. Hmm. Gotta be Shaq. Anyway, now we need to move on to how we would rate this. I rate all of these films based on a category. Category 1, eh, it's not too bad. And a Category 5 could kill you. This is a 3. It's right in the middle. It's... I would rather watch this than Batman v Superman or Justice League. Sure. Yeah. Um, these are. This is. Uh, 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 it was. It was harmless fun, uh, and it was. It's a shame. I think that's the thing I keep. Remembering. It's a shame. It could have been so much more, and it just isn't. So yeah, Matt, how do you rate it? Uh, oh, also, I give this a poot. <laughs> the bonus scale. Yeah. Uh, also, give it a poot on the bonus scale. Oh, uh, yeah, on my enjoyment scale of possessed mushroom puppets out of five, I give this a solid two because yeah. I was bored for a bunch of it. And <laughs> as much as we had fun talking about it and there were a couple scenes that were kind of fun to watch, overall, I will never watch Steel again. That's fair. All right, Sam. <sighs> okay, I use the European toilet system. Two flushes, big flush for poop, little flush for pee. You keep flush until it goes down. Next to it, there's a knick-knack shelf covered in other <laughs> movies that I like. That you have preserved. Such as Things. I don't remember what else. Evil Dead 2, I think. Or no, Evil, Evil Dead. Evil Dead 1. Evil Dead 1. Yeah. This one, I feel like I almost need to invent a new place for stuff to go. Like some kind of children's book container that children can read while they're in the toilet. So or in the can... like medicine cabinet, maybe. Um, I'll just pee flush it. Just <laughs> it's a little like one of those like little plastic kids toilets yeah. they make, but it has like a little magazine holder in the side. Yeah. You uh, put it in there. Gross. Uh, what? Yeah, I'll just pee flush it. I mean, it was fun to watch. I don't think I'll ever watch it again. But I. I mean, it might show up at Fecal Fest. It could show up at Fecal Film Fest. I will I veto that. I thoroughly enjoyed it, uh, but. Eh. Now that you guys have talked about so mean about it, I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> I know, but I'll give it a hoot. Okay, yeah, uh, it's a hoot. Rachel. Um. So my rating system is kind of uh similar to high rate movies on real love. F being uh, it's like A through F kind of system. Uh, here F means you are the worst fucking movie of all <laughs> freaking time. <laughs> 
looking at you, Batman versus Superman. <laughs> and A is you're a movie kind of thing. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> you are not bad, but you are just a movie uh-huh. and you're okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, I would say, like I said, middle of the road. This is C. I would grade it a C for sure because it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like like a movie that I would sit down and watch again for right. sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, I think we all kind of did a middle of the road, which yeah. seems about yeah. right for this. I Mine's gave a it harmful. a poot. Mine's a begrudging middle of the road. You gave it a poot too? Maybe like a it half, deserves a hoot. Maybe a half hoot, half poot. <laughs> it's like a, <laughs> a poot. If that comes out of your poo. butt too. <laughs> <laughs> or a pahoot. A pahoot. A, a pahoot. A, a, a foot. Or a foot. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I'd give it a foot. <laughs> I just would. a foot. <laughs> <laughs> no, PH, which is seems like it'd be big in yeah, the like end 90s. In the 90s. Oh, yeah. yeah, it would have been. Which is very fitting for this. Yeah. This is yeah. food. That's a That's a really good point. Uh, <laughs> at this point, we need to like recommend guys, like, something. Sense. <laughs> ooh, ooh, can I go? Uh, yeah, we got to recommend something on this segment we like to call Real Good, where we can hopefully get the taste of this movie out of your mouth. Uh, Rachel, what do you want to recommend? What's Real Good? Mystery Men. Damn it! <laughs> that was that yours? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Double recommend. I mean, Steel seems like if you move the camera over to the left, <laughs> Mystery Men would be happening right next to it. That's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. I Mystery remember- Men is like on my top ten movies. Really? Yes. Okay. So good. I is saw it? it one time, and when I saw it, I was very like straight-faced and bored through most of it. Until there's one moment at the end where I laughed so hard, I I was crying. (laughs) And it's where Ben Stiller finally becomes angry, angry man or whatever it is. There's that moment where he's like, no, really angry. (laughs) And I just could not stop laughing. It was so funny. Oh, my God. All right, Sam, what's your real good? Hey, I'm going to recommend the 90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Because this movie uh, seems like if you turn the camera the other direction, (laughs) then the Ninja Turtle movie got in there. But when Rachel said the foot, that their arcade base looked like the foot, I thought, well, yeah, except the Foot Clan's arcade base was fucking amazing and and cool, and I want to hang out there, and this one looks really lame. This felt like like a reaction to that of, like, so we need a gang that hangs out at an arcade. In an arcade. And we the, need a guy who we like who gets hired to work there. And it's like, yeah, okay, this is the same plot, but very poorly done. But the beautiful part of the Foot Clan is that you would actually want, I would be very tempted to hang out and join the Foot Clan because they're yeah. skateboarding, they're smoking inside, they're playing <laughs> arcade games. This one looks like an arcade in a bank. Yeah. <laughs> and one the way of them's they smuggled a rhinoceros. Guns, <laughs> the way they smuggled guns was they just opened the arcade cabinet and taped a gun inside. Oh, it was so funny too because he was giving instructions. He's like, well, you put it here and make <laughs> sure it's secure. And it he like it. looks at the gun. Puts it in a place, and he like not just says like yes, yes. And we never saw them like get delivered anywhere no. or like where. Like we saw a gang get the guns and use them. Only one gang, yeah. And we saw them put them in their arcade cabinets. But also, one of the guys that's in the gang is like a friend of Judd Nelson's character, yeah. so he probably just gave him the guns. Right. So we have no idea where the rest of these guns are going. Right. Yep. They're going and it to just the looks Nazis. Like, and it just looks like they're buying a suspiciously large amount of arcade cabinets. Yep. It's weird. Uh, but the 90s intro movie is, I, I flirted with proposing it for this podcast, but it's good, so I can't. <laughs> it's a good movie. And it is also very grungy, but it has a great sense of place, like uh, like 
yeah. New York that you're looking at is like dripping water and it just feels like a real place. It did. Um, it reminded me a lot of this is not a great movie, but it does a good job with that same thing, which is Friday the 13th, part eight. Jason takes Manhattan. Yeah. Um, where like it does such a good job of making you feel like New York is a disgusting, mm-hmm. dangerous place. Same with Ghostbusters. That's how I feel when I watch Ghostbusters. Yeah, a lot, it's too. very similar. And that yeah. was a very 1980s, yeah. uh, 70s and 80s uh, thing with New York. That mm-hmm. it was just, especially how it was portrayed on film. But like, like, and and for some reason, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did a good job of that. Yeah, because they live in the sewers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> Got to be gritty when you live in the sewers, Matt. Which are real good. Mine was Mystery Men. You uh, know what reminded the... Rachel, the, I'll give you a free one. The instant <laughs> that he turned on his magnet and the, all the things came to him, I was like, this is Mystery Men. <laughs> so that was when yeah. I was like, instantly. You had another one, though. I had another one, but... As Tell I think, Matt what it was. <laughs> I mean, I think I can just double recommend. I think Mystery we'll just Man. double recommend Mystery Men. Yeah. I think that's fine. It's a also, I don't romp. recommend another one. You might take mine. Okay, oh, so it's not that's true. It, <laughs> it won't be the one. Okay, I'm sure. Well, uh, are you Mystery Men? Yeah, Mystery Men. I, that's I was gonna wholeheartedly recommend it as well, and I think Rachel gave it a glowing review. So say Space uh, Jam. Yeah. <laughs> no, no just say it. Say Kazam. <laughs> yeah. Just say Space Jam. Thank you. Oh, you're going to use I'll that edit. against me no, later. I'm going to tape it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll edit that gonna in somewhere. Reco- going to voice modulate his voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm doing a weird impression. That won't be useful at all. <laughs> uh, my real good is going to be what I think is one of only one or two good superhero movies to come out in the 90s. Because um, there was a lot of horse shit in the 90s. Uh God, Batman Forever, Batman Returns, Batman and Robin. I'm taking strong offense at your addition of Batman Returns to that <laughs> list. Uh, I think Batman Returns is one of the worst goddamn things I've ever seen. Is that the second Batman? Yeah, yeah. the one with Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito. The Penguin. No, that movie's amazing. I hate that movie. Christopher Walken as Max Shrek. I hate that movie. It's so good. He's the most murderous Batman. Uh He just straps dynamite to people and blows them the fuck up. Everyone tweet at N.G. Jenkins about how good Batman Returns is. I I think about him blowing that clown up all the time for some reason. He straps a bomb to him and throws him in a hole or something. So mean. Or he turns his Batmobile around and just sets a guy on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on. And then I, it was the pinnacle. This is my problem. It was the pinnacle of not having any respect for the source material sure. in a major motion picture. Yeah. It bothered me because, like, why is Catwoman supernatural? Why is the Penguin supernatural? That's not who these characters are. But it's Tim Burton, so he's got to make it fucking weird. <laughs> and it was just weird, and Batman's a murderer, and Gotham City feels like a small town, which is also mm. a thing. Yeah. It, like, everything town about... on a snowflake. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, everything about it is just bizarre. And all of the... The only thing that I can say nice about the 89 Batman was performances, and grandeur it felt big and grand and everything and then in in batman returns everything felt small hmm. and not small in a good way i can it, see what you're saying set wise especially batman returns does feel like they had one concourse yeah. like town square set they got that one piece of elevated train track and the, i don't even think they had that in batman returns they didn't no they no, had I don't think it's so. the town square where the christmas tree lighting happens and where max Shrek building oh. is and probably the same alley where catwoman falls like yep. everything happens in like a, a, a courtyard weird uh, of the town there's like a bridge on each end and there's like a sewer on each end and that's kind of it i agree huh. with that part i will fight for those movies 
that, that was so much my childhood. Like, I will gladly rewatch Batman Forever and Batman and Robin even more than most of the movies we watch on this podcast. Batman and Robin? Oh, yeah. I mean, if we have to get into a ring, I will fight you, but I, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it needs to come to that. Mm. I think they're all shitty, but... What's the good one, though? Okay. What's, so, yeah, what's your real yeah, good? My real good is going to be Blade. Oh, um, hell yeah. That's good. Turned 20 yesterday, I think, I as think of this recording. It, it respects the source material. Mm-hmm. It has a charismatic lead actor, a charismatic supporting actor, charismatic villain, Stephen Dorff. Um, I like the vampire mythology that mm-hmm. they build. I like the action set pieces. Um, I think it's a really slick looking film, too. And it was just at the end of the 90s where everything was starting to look like it does in the 2000s, where mm-hmm. they'd gotten much better film stock, um, much better lighting packages, and they spent a good deal of money on it, and they took it fairly seriously. Yeah. Which is what I was looking for out of a comic book movie. Um, Wesley Snipes has had a lot of personal problems, and he's a weird guy, but I think he does a really good job in that movie, yeah. um, being Blade. He is intimidating as fuck mm-hmm. in that movie. They gave him the tattoos. He looks badass. His uh, eyes are weird, right? His eyes are weird. Yeah. Like, he's got, like, uh, the the contacts that make your pupils real small, I think. Uh-huh. Um, he's strapped down with metal spikes. Yeah, right? and, yeah. like, you know, and he's got all these gizmos and everything, and it's really kinetic. So there's a lot that I really admire about that first Blade movie. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people like Blade too. Um, I think Guillermo del Toro probably did a very good job at it it just didn't connect for me um but i really like the first one a lot so that's going to be my recommendation do you think they should let blade be in the new marvel movies i do they could just slot him right in i don't think it should be wesley snipes he should be be in the deadpool universe oh yeah reconnect blade and ryan reynolds that'd be cool oh that'd be hilarious yeah he was in blade three right yeah no it's blade trinity yeah i think is what it was called um which i haven't seen but i've heard is the worst blade was janine garofalo in that one no, it was Jessica Biel. Uniting Peele. all these movies. Oh, Jessica Biel. <laughs> anyway. You're right. Those are very different <laughs> people. Um, yeah, but all good recommendations, I think, and a vastly different set of movies. Well, but if you watched all those movies at the same time, they would all kind of fit together in a weird way, I feel like. There's a certain tone of, like, grungy superhero that all of those tick off. Yeah, and it's interesting because that was – you know, full on grunge heyday, yeah. like that grunge music, goth, like all of that stuff. Like I almost did a real good, but I've already done this once. I almost did a real good of the crow. Um, cause it was 94. Uh, but I don't really think that's as much of a superhero movie as it is a comic book ad- adaptation mm-hmm. a graphic novel adaptation. But it also was like at the front end of a lot of the goth and grunge stuff. Yeah. And I think there was, there was both, it's weird to say this because there was both uh, uh, the the goth, or I should say, the grunge music movement also transformed a bit of that uh, pristine '80s look. Yeah, that we had gotten from all of our movies. Yeah, um, which took it kind of back to the '70s. Mm-hmm. Um, then it turned into like the Matrix. Blade was kind of the like yeah. the nexus of that. Yeah, it was. Way. Yeah, um, and Blade came out a year before the Matrix. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is also fascinating. Uh, to think that those movies were removed only by a year. <laughs> weird, yeah. It's so weird. Huh. It's it it is absolutely bizarre. But anyway, that's Par- good. Go ahead. Parker Posey was who I was thinking of. Is in Blade Trinity. Really? That's yeah. closer to a Janine Garofalo. She's Janine Garofalo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Uh, that's gonna do it for this episode. I really am gonna be 
is shocked about our discussion next week because it's about a real big, big, big movie. Um, oh, yeah. Also, <laughs> also another goddamn DC movie. So buckle up let's buckle up for this thing uh but <laughs> uh before we get out of here we also want to plug all of these podcasts that people are doing on this show first rachel tell us about real love hi i'm rachel <laughs> i'm sam and you're kind of listening to real, real love. love a podcast <laughs> about two people in love who love talking about movies um yeah so we do a podcast similar to this one um, except you watch good movies. Except we watch, well, we, except we watch movies. All movies. Yeah, we all movies. movies. So you yeah. sometimes watch um, movies that you don't like. Yeah. yeah. And you can uh, find us on wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, and I would recommend uh, following our Twitter, at Real Love Pod. Spelled like a movie reel. Yep, just like this Same one. Same way as yes. this one. Yeah. Because originally, hmm. I think when we first started this, I was going to start real bad, and then I decided not to. Then I stole the name like a year later. Yeah, and then you <laughs> But were, you didn't realize it. I forgot. Yeah. I was there. It was it was just this like, like weird little uh, coming together <laughs> moment. Yeah. Uh, I think we were at the movie theater, and we were talking about your podcast starting, and I was like, oh, yeah, didn't Nick want to do a podcast called Real Bad? And you were like, uh-oh. uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And, and uh, I never thought you stole it. I was just like, oh, no, that's cute. It's, it's definitely like a subconscious stealing. Yeah. It's fine. Now we're it's sisters. Yeah. yeah. We're sisters. Sister, sister pods. Sister pods. Ugh. I don't like that's the gross. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't care for that. Sounds anyway. Like we're some kind of bug people. Uh, <laughs> Matt, you have a podcast as well. Yeah. Uh, my podcast is where I talk to my friends about the things they love and why they love them. Uh, it's called I Love It. And this coming Saturday, if my timing is correct you can hear sam hey. talk about his love of the teenage mutant ninja turtles well what do you know i recommended yeah. that knew? movie today. yeah <laughs> uh, i hate them <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah check that out wherever podcasts are yeah At i love a podcast on social media and you have a patreon yeah give me money cool uh <laughs> segwaying <laughs> oh yeah uh, i also have a patreon for Woo. this podcast and uh you can go there. We've got, uh, oh God, what are my perks? I don't know. Um, I'm sorry, they're called rewards. Um, yeah, you're doing a solid job of selling it. So I know, far. <laughs> uh, but what uh, you can do at different levels is vote on movies that we're going to do, as we'll have a once a month. Um, vote that comes out a poll that you can take part in but also at the higher levels you can actually start suggesting movies that we do that get entered into that um, poll and then I'm also going to be doing movie commentaries uh, some of them by request and some of them just because I want to put them out there and those will be accessible to you as well I think that's at the $25 level that you get the commentaries but everything else is below that we've got three right now and I'm going to start making call outs uh, next month for everybody who's doing it and I'm really happy right now we've got uh, Gab and Carly and I love it who are <laughs> whoa how'd you get them <laughs> we uh, only only the best yeah uh, small note about the Patreon stuff uh, I'm not trying to plug my own I swear again uh, you but, can plug your own it's um, fine if you are a current $10 and up Patreon supporter of mine you can actually go watch the video live stream 
that we recorded of me and Sam recording oh, the Turtles episode. I brought a bunch of toys. Seeing, yeah, you can actually see the toys he brought to the podcast recording and hear the uncut episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Bad. We are Real Bad as part of the Cage Club Podcast Network. You can go over to cageclub.me uh, and check out some of our friends like High School Slumber Party, where I did a special guest appearance to talk about the film Summer School, which is a film that I found a lot more enjoyable than I thought I was going to. Uh, you can find us at Real Bad Pod on Twitter and, of course, wherever you download your podcast. We are going to be making a switch away from SoundCloud coming up soon to where everything is going to live on the Cage Club um, website. And uh, I'll, I'll tweet a bunch about it. So if you see anything weird, let me know. <laughs> we are going to be changing our RSS feed. So if something doesn't show up anymore, just let me know and I'll make sure and get it fixed. But yeah, until next week when we do another big DC movie, woo, this has been Real Bad. Real Bad.